talking and it don't make sense Tell me what it's all about The truth is stranger the closer you get To the who, what, where, when, how Absurd is the word, guess what I heard Absurd is the word, guess what I heard Guess what I heard Guess what I heard Hi, this is Know What I Heard. I'm Jamie. And on this episode, I'm joined by two of my very good friends, April and Linda, who both have very interesting stories of finding family. Um, April discovered that she had siblings that she didn't know about, um, that she's connected with as adults. Um, And then Linda was adopted and reached out to find her birth families and has made amazing connections with, with some of her siblings. So they both have very unique, very interesting stories, and um, I wanted to share them with you guys. So here we go. Let's do this thing. All right. Well, I guess just to kind of start, this is all kind of surrounding your dad and the family that he has had. Um, So can you just kind of give like a, a breakdown of what you know about your dad and kind of that history? Yeah, definitely. So... What I know about him is that he's not a very good person. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. the main thing I know. Um, He was never a part of my life. He basically, he left my mom for the first time while she was pregnant with me. He dropped her off at my grandma's house and said he was just going to the store or something like that and then just didn't come back. So obviously it takes a classy kind of guy to do that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then um after like a week or so they got back in contact and he came back for a little bit and then he left again kind of for good when I was 15 months or something like that. So obviously technically I've met him, but I do not remember that. So as far as I'm concerned he's never been in my life. I don't know him. I've never met him anything like that. Okay. So that was kind of my my life growing up. You know, I didn't have a dad. My mom did not remarry. I was just raised by my mom and that was great. My mom was an awesome mom and an awesome dad. So I never felt like I was missing out. That just, it was what it was. You know, to me, it was very matter of fact. Like I never felt, um, yeah, like I was missing anything. That's just how it was. Right. Then I did know later on, I realized that I had some siblings because of him and I never really like Again, everything was just kind of matter of fact for me. So it almost like didn't click. Like I was too young to really realize like, hey, you have siblings. Like maybe you should want to be in their life. Like it was just kind of this distant thing out there somewhere in the world. Like it wasn't, it almost didn't register as like this real thing. I don't know how to describe it. (laughs) Um, But I had seen a picture of them and my mom had told me about them. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool, I guess. Weird. I don't know. And then... Um, when I was probably 17, I want to say, I don't know exactly. I actually got a phone call from them and it was these girls and they were like, um, Hey, we're your sisters. And I'm like, what? So I thought that was (laughs) super cool. And they were super sweet. And I remember there were like all these kids in the background. They're like, yeah, these are your nieces and nephews. And I was like, whoa, this is so weird. This is so cool. And so that was my first kind of exposure to that. And then 
you know, life went on. I graduated high school. And then down the road further, my mom was always like she did the Ancestry.com. She had plotted like family trees. Like that was something that was of interest to her. And she had given me a printout of like our family tree. And I, you know, stuffed it in a closet somewhere. And then I was cleaning out my bedroom one day. You know, this was probably eight years ago, something like that. And I saw the family tree and it had my sister's names on it. And I was like, ooh we have Facebook now. I bet I could find them. (laughs) So I got on Facebook and I looked up all their names and I sent them plus other people with their names messages. I just like started messaging everybody whose name matched. And I was like, Hey, I might be your sister. (laughs) And that's kind of how it happened. And they immediately wrote me back. They were like, Oh my gosh, yes, we've been looking for you. I didn't have my name on, like I didn't have my last name on Facebook. So they wouldn't have been able to find me. I just had my middle name. Because I've always been like a paranoid weirdo like that. But yeah, (laughs) that was like August, I think, when I sent them those messages. And they, two of them lived in Indianapolis at the time. I live in Missouri. And one of them lived in Chicago at the time. And they were like, hey, we're doing like a New Year's Eve party. Why don't you guys come down? We'd love to meet you. And so we did. Me, my husband, and our kids, we packed up and we went to Indianapolis for New Year's Eve. And I was super duper nervous to meet them. You know, by that time I was like, I don't know, 30 in a couple years, something like that. And, you know, you're meeting siblings for the first time. Like it's kind of weird and kind of exciting and like all these emotions. And it literally was like the best thing ever. Like they were so amazing. I felt so comfortable immediately. Totally felt like family immediately. It was just, it was totally amazing. So whenever you guys met, like, did you have any, like, were were there questions that you had for them? And were they asking you a bunch of questions or was it just kind of what um, it was? Not really. So the first time I talked to them on the phone, their first question was, are you tall? <laughs> because <laughs> our dad was six, seven. So obviously you would assume that any offspring is probably tall and right? they're a little bit taller than I am. I'm like five, nine. So Yeah, that was the only question I really remember was them being like, are you tall? But then as we talked, like I said, it was just so natural. Like they're just the most loving, family oriented people. And so I was like immediately brought into the fold. Like everybody we saw, you know, they're very, like I said, they're very family oriented. So there's always tons of people at their house. There's tons, you know, like the neighbor kid is cousin. You know, the kid across the street is a cousin. Like (laughs) everybody is just in this awesome connection to each other. And so we were immediately brought into that. I was Aunt April. My husband was Uncle Les. Immediately we were family. So there wasn't this like interrogation process of like, ooh, let's talk about all the things. It was literally like, hey, um, what do you, what do you like to eat? You know, (laughs) like it was just immediate family (laughs) and it was amazing. So what was your, your sisters, what was their relationship with your dad? So they, um, they actually did, uh, have him in their life a lot more than I did. They grew up with him as kids. Um, he did end up leaving later, you know, their parents got divorced, but they definitely knew him a lot more than I did. And so that was one thing that felt kind of weird was to hear them call him daddy. You know, when they would talk about him, they would say daddy Mm -hmm. and, you know, I never in a million years would (laughs) use that term for him. And so that kind of, I was like, oh yeah, like this is, even though we're siblings, we have a completely different experience. And so that was kind of interesting, but 
like I said, he was not a good person. And so they definitely had probably a worse experience because he was in their life. You know, if that makes sense, I kind of dodged the bullet, if you will. So right. he, wa- he was in their life, but it wasn't necessarily a good thing. Right. Because it's like you don't have any memories of him, but at least you don't have any bad memories. Exactly. Kind of. Exactly. So I guess like, what's your relationship like with, with them now? Like, are you guys still really close? Yeah, we, so they, one of them now lives in Indianapolis and two of them actually live in Vegas. And my husband and I travel a lot. And so anytime we go to one of those places, you know, we'll stop by and see them and visit. And we've gone on a couple of family vacations together, which was super, super amazing. Like us and them and the kids and, you know, everybody's kids. And that was a totally new experience for me because I grew up basically just with my mom and then I have a brother. That was like our family. (laughs) We were not a family close as far as like cousins and aunts and uncles and that kind of thing. Like that was never really how we did family. It was just my mom and my brother. So it was definitely a new experience to have this like huge family circle of people who love to do things together and go places together. So that was amazing. Uh, I really, really enjoyed that about my sisters. So we've done that. We went to a couple different places together like that kind of early on after we had met recently. And now, you know, life happens and people get busy and that kind of thing. So we haven't done big events like that. But when I go to, you know, Vegas or Indianapolis, we stop by and see them. They're awesome. I love them. (laughs) I'm so (laughs) thankful for them. But yeah, we definitely see each other anytime we can. Good. Um, And so you have a brother too. Like you guys have a brother too. How did you learn about him? Yes. So Whenever I talked to my sisters, like initially, you know, because we are, I guess there were definitely some questions involved, you know, as far as like, where do you live? What's going on? What do you do? Like, what's your family like? And so that was one of the things that they told me. They're like, um, by the way, you also have a brother in California. And I was like, what? <laughs> and a cousin in Delaware that they, you know, had connected with. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And so I was connecting with other people besides them you know, on Facebook, basically, it was like, here, this person Mm -hmm. is your cousin, this person is your brother, this person is your, you know, and so, (laughs) like, I made other connections because of them, too, which was super cool. So, at the time, he lived in California, he's a younger brother, so my sisters are older, and then the brother is younger, and then he ended up moving to Vegas, and so one time when I was traveling through there, I messaged his girlfriend at the time, wife now, and I was like, hey, uh, I'm coming to Vegas, and it would be really cool to meet you guys. So we literally just like met at Subway. And I think my brother at the time was like 18. Again, it's kind of this feeling of like, this is so weird. Like I'm meeting a sibling for the first time, but we're both adults. And again, they were just so sweet and so wonderful. And so I met them for the first time then. P.S. My brother is super tall. So that was interesting. And he looks just like the pictures of my dad that I've seen. So that was kind of, you know, interesting to see these pictures kind of in real life. (laughs) Um, And yeah, so they're awesome too. My husband and I went to their wedding a couple of years ago. They actually moved to Texas now, but again, you know, anytime we can see them, we do. And they're wonderful and they have two kids now. And so, you know, I have these extra niece and nephew that I just love. That's awesome. So had your sisters met him or have they met him? Yes. Yes, definitely. Okay. Um, (laughs) Do you, is your dad alive? Uh, as of like a month ago. So I wasn't sure. 
I would not have known the answer to that question, but I did ask my sisters because like I said, I know that even though they're not like close with him now, they still know a little bit more than I do. And so I did ask them and one of them said, as of about a month ago, he was. (laughs) So that's literally the maximum information that I know. I knew at one point that he wasn't doing well. And so I asked, that's what I know. I believe he is, Hmm. but I'm not sure where. I think maybe still California. So if you had the opportunity, would you have any desire to to meet him? Absolutely not. Okay. (laughs) I don't don't blame you. Yeah, no, absolutely not. I mean, there's nothing... There's nothing good that I know. And like I said, I consider it a blessing that I didn't have him in my life, unfortunately. So, I mean, he's never attempted to reach out to me, find me, anything like that. And I'm better off for it. So no so need do to you stir think, anything up now. Yeah. It's like, it seems like the best parts of him you're meeting or have met. Exactly. You know, it's like, exactly. Like he, he obviously created some pretty awesome people <laughs> as yes, much of a yes, he did. shit bag as he seems to be. <laughs> yes. um, so are you prepared to have other people reach out to you? Like, do you think that there might be more siblings out there that you haven't been made aware of yet? Yeah, I do actually. So we know that he was married several other times. I think the minimum I've heard is six times that he was actually married. And of course, that wouldn't even count, you know, if there were random kids that he wasn't married to their moms. I don't know if that was a thing he did or if it was just he married everybody. But um, (laughs) and then at least one of them, he actually married under an alias name because she called my mom one time 25 years ago. And was like, hey, uh, yeah, so I married this guy, but he had a different name, but I think he's your ex-husband. <laughs> so that was, oh, of course, strange. God. So, yeah, I would not at all be surprised if I have other siblings that I don't know about. Like you said, so far, everybody I met's pretty darn cool. So I would definitely be open to adding some more to my family tree. Right. <laughs> um, so do you, this, I mean, this process, I know it's, it's been, been really positive, but do you have any regrets or have there been any like negative things that have happened? No, I think my only regret would be that I didn't do it sooner. You know, especially when I think back of the time when my sisters did find me and did call me and we talked and all of that. Like I literally am like, why didn't I like keep that up. You know, I don't, I don't even know, you know, you're a dumb teaching teenager. So, uh, and technology obviously wasn't what it is now then, but I definitely wish I would yeah. have kept in contact, you know, much sooner. Cause they, they had actually met me as a baby. Apparently we went to like stay with them for some reason during like the separation. I don't really know. And so they did feel kind of like a connection cause they had met me as a baby. Whereas obviously I didn't remember that. And so they had trying to find me, you know, several times, but before technology, that was much harder than it is now. Well, do you have any advice for people that maybe were adopted or, or, you know, are aware of a family out there that they haven't met that they want to maybe try and connect with? Yeah, I think it obviously very much depends on your own personality, your own story, your expectations. So I think it can go many different ways. You know, I do have a friend who was in a similar situation to mine as far as she found out later in life that she had a sibling she didn't know about. And she was super excited to meet her. And then they met and they did not hit it off. And so it was like almost more disappointing than if they had never met. And so she had kind of given me that, that warning, if you will, when I told her about 
my situation and that I was going to go meet my siblings, she's like, well, you know, don't get too excited because this is what happened to me. So I think you need to go into it knowing that that's a possibility. You know, I feel really blessed that that's not how my story went and that my siblings are amazing, but that may not happen for everybody. And so I would just say, go into it open-minded, or if you feel like you can't be, then maybe don't do it. You know, if it's going to like break your heart, if it doesn't go the way that you hope, then you might be better off just sticking with the family you already have. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. That was, I think, all my questions. Um, Did you have anything you wanted to add? Nope. I think that's about it. It's, it's a pretty cool opportunity if you can use the technology to your benefit and find family, you know, regardless of siblings, parents, whatever. Yeah. Plus, I mean, if you ever need a kidney or something, like you're, you're just <laughs> yes. up in your chances. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> For a match. Yeah, that, that was my thing too. Um, so my dad was actually adopted. So anytime I go to the doctor, you know, of course they always want to ask your family history. I'm like, yeah, um, I've never met my dad and he was adopted. So I literally have no idea. <laughs> like, I have a but- giant question mark. <laughs> Right. But yeah, with siblings, at least I have a little bit of something, something. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So, well, thank you for for doing this, for sharing your story. I think it's pretty fascinating. So it's been a wild ride. Mm hmm. All right. Well, are you ready to to kind of do this? I'm ready whenever you're ready. Whatever you feel like sharing from the beginning. Would be awesome. I can do it. Okay. Well, I was going to say the story begins when I found out that I was adopted. And at a very young age, probably like third grade, I found out I was adopted from one of my friends at school, as opposed to my parents telling me. Um, During that time period, it was just not cool for your parents to admit that they couldn't have children so it just was not something that was talked about i wasn't emotionally scarred except for the fact that a friend of mine at school had some information on me that i didn't so you know kids can be kind of cruel and i was more upset that i was wrong when i got into the conversation that i wasn't adopted than you know actually finding out Once you find out you're adopted, there's this obsessive curiosity that you need to find something, whether it's your siblings or your your original biological parents or another person that looks like you. It just, I think it's more an obsession with some people than others, but I mean, I had a healthy obsession with it, you know, as far as just curiosity. And It was awkward because you, again, growing up in a time where it was not something that was freely talked about like it is now, I couldn't discuss it with my parents. I couldn't say, hey, you know, it's cool that I'm adopted. Where'd I come from? That would admit their failure of being able to like not have children. So you just didn't talk about it, which made it kind of weird. Like you felt like there was something wrong with you because if it's something you didn't talk about, then maybe, you know, there's some secrets. But my brother and I were both adopted, but we're not biological siblings. He's much older. In the 50s, it was really hard to adopt kids 
And after my brother got adopted, it was really hard for my parents to go back and get another child. I mean, they were very, the system was very, you know, thorough, you know, they would move in with you practically and make sure that the first child was like perfect in every way, which we all know that kids aren't. So that kind of was a little rough on my parents, but finally I got adopted and, you know, I, I am probably uh, throughout the whole story of all the people that I've ended up meeting. I think I'm the one that has been the most lucky. I got the best parents, the best social environment. I almost sometimes can't believe how lucky I am. Nonetheless, before the internet, which wasn't that long ago, because I'm not that old, you, you really had no access to birth records. And still today, most of the state's records are sealed. But now with the internet and all the other organizations that are out there, it's a whole lot easier to find, well, and with Ancestry, it's a whole lot easier to find your family. So I kind of secretly did some looking, you know, when I was in high school and college, I didn't throw myself into it because at that point it would have been fairly time consuming and expensive to try and track stuff like that down. I registered with different, you know, databases to see, you know, which it was only like a chance meeting that somebody else would contact that database and they'd be able to match something up. There was not the internet. There wasn't a lot of the access that there is now. Interestingly, when I got older, probably I'd say late 30s, early 40, when stuff finally opened up, I started being able to do more research online. Well, actually, the first part of the 80s, you could, a lot of the states opened up and said that you could, you could ask for nondescript information. Like if I was dying or I had some kind of health condition, I could contact the state of Michigan and say, look, you know, I, I got no explanation for this. Can I get some medical records from my original biological people and see what's going on? And you could get that kind of information. So I applied for that and got minimal information as far as any, I mean, I didn't have hardly anything. I felt a little left out when my, my brother was adopted since he was the first and I was snooping around in my mom and dad's files. I found he had a lot of information. They would say, you know, your parents had this color of hair. They were of German ascent. They couldn't keep him because of blah, blah, blah. And then me, there's like nothing. It's just like I, they found me under a cabbage patch leaf or something, you know? <laughs> um, it's, hey, you never know. So I found some like nondescript information about my health, which basically was nothing. But out of that information, I did find out that I was not born in the hospital where I thought I'd been born. So that kind of led me in another direction to find, you know, some information. I found out that I was born in a Booth hospital, which Booth hospitals were all over the country in the late 50s, and they were sponsored by the Salvation Army. And essentially, you could send your daughter away to these booth hospitals and they had their baby and then the baby disappeared and your daughter would come home and life was all wonderful again. Interestingly though, Salvation Army records, because they're an independent organization, are not bound by state regulations as far as closed files. So at that point, this is where it started to get really exciting because it's like, oh my God, I've like fallen across something amazing here. After the 60s came along, it wasn't that big of a deal to be pregnant out of wedlock and the hospitals really weren't needed anymore. So they closed all of them and sent all the records to their main office in, I think it was Iowa, 
and they I mean they have to keep them forever but these hospitals were non-existent anymore because it just wasn't there wasn't a need like there used to be after doing some more research and finding people who had also been born in these hospitals they kind of you know again with the internet kind of gave you like a private detective's view of like you need to do this this and this or here's who you could contact and that was like really it was like a gold mine finding this so i contacted the salvation army office and they essentially for a small donation <laughs> they will assign you a caseworker and you tell them your story and you tell them whatever information you have gained so far and they essentially then do the research for you through their files to see if they can find anything so i got assigned this very nice lady and you know you spend hours on the phone talking and stuff because again there, there was internet but not like there's internet now you know it's not like we could they could talk to each other or text each other on the phone we you know you actually had to talk to somebody on the phone and they kind of feel you out too to make sure you're not kind of weirdo who's looking for your mom to or your dad or somebody to get back at him because you were adopted or dropped off somewhere. So it's, it's a very meticulously well thought out process. So I get assigned a caseworker and they said, you know, you know, really it could be like a week or it could be years before we find this information because people move and we have trouble tracking them down. It's like, Hey, that's okay. Cause my parents at that time were still alive. And I still had not shared with them the fact that I was searching because I just didn't want to hurt my mom's feelings. Because it goes back to that, like, we couldn't have kids, so we're not complete parents. And I was like, eh, we don't want to go there. So I just kind of did this on my own. Right. Sent all my information in. I'm still, my parents are still alive. I'm like 30s, 40s. And two weeks later, this lady calls me back and goes, guess what? I found your mom. So, you know, I was expecting maybe a year or two. It would stretch it out a little bit, make it easy for everybody to digest. And it's like, poof, I got what I wished for. And I'm like, oh my God. You know, it's like, I don't know what to do with this. So they set you up. Well, they, they contact these people. Like she contacted my biological mother. She'd found my biological mother in Michigan and said, look, your biological daughter is out there. She would like to reestablish a relationship or talk to you or get a hold of you. Are you receptive to that? And then at that point, it's either a yes or no. I never wanted to take my curiosity so far that I would destroy somebody's life. You know, I don't want to be the reason that somebody's family gets messed up because I reappeared. That was not my, you know, and I, I could walk away from it if that's what it took. She established right. that this, that when she found this woman, that, that it was, you know, she'd be willing to talk to me. So you write letters back and forth for the first six months and you go send the letters to the Salvation Army office. And this caseworker actually reads your letters and sends them on and vice versa again, so that they don't have any issues with, I'm going to come get you. Why'd you give me up? All that kind of weird stuff. So right after six months, they finally are like, okay, everything's cool. I mean, it was really hard to sit down and write a letter to a person I've never met who I've been searching for, for like 30 years, essentially in my brain, if no, in no other way. And now it's there and I have to tell this person what I've done with my life or what I'm doing for like, 30, 40 years without sounding, you know, I don't want to brag like, Hey, I got a great life. You know, I, if your life sucks, I'm really sorry. Or, you know, you want to be like politically <laughs> correct. You know, I, I don't want to sound like I have a great life. I don't want to sound like I have a horrible life. I just want to let her know that I'm out there. It was awkward. It was a hard letter to write. 
initially it, it worked out. Six months goes by. The lady at the Salvation Army says, okay, next letter's going to you. It's got her name and address and telephone number. So I get a name and address and telephone number and, and I'm just like out of, out of control. The one thing in life that I couldn't get my hands on, I now have in front of me, what do I do with this? You know, I worked up like picking a special day or making sure everything was quiet or what am I going to say? And I get on the phone, I talk to this woman and before I even called her on the phone, she had gone out and told her daughters because she obviously has a family. She has two daughters and a son that like, oh, by the way, <laughs> you have, there's another sibling out there because had a little accident, took care of it, never told you about it, but now this person's there. And they started emailing me and were very receptive. It's like, oh, cool, I have a new sister. And so I talked to my biological mom and, and then about, oh, I'd say maybe three or four months after we started having conversations, she and one of my sisters wanted to fly down here and come visit. And I was just, you know, again, I'm like, oh my God, this is, it's like, this is what I wanted. And here it is. It's like, what do you do with it? And I can't tell my family any of this. So I, I tried to tell my brother right. or my sister-in-law, you know, my brother doesn't have the obsessive curiosity that I had. He doesn't care. He was adopted. He's happy. He doesn't care to like, find out anything about himself or anybody else. And he kind of feels like what I'm doing is inappropriate. And my sister-in-law felt what I was doing was way inappropriate because I tried to tell her and it just, it didn't fly. So it's like, okay, we're just going to drop it. You know, I have this like new secret and this new relationship and these really cool people and I can't tell anybody. So I start telling people every, like at work. And it's like, I'm like, I'm telling you this story now. Everybody's like, oh my God, that is like the coolest story. You know, I'm, I'm talking to strangers on an elevator. Everybody was so receptive, except my family. So that was a little weird, hmm. but again, it, you know, you just kind of let it go. So they came to visit and, and, you know, you, I, you go to the airport in St. Louis to pick them up. I'm meeting people. I, I don't even know. I don't know what they look like, but I've been looking for these people forever. It's right up there with, to me anyways, like getting married or having a baby or, or buying a house. It's like monumental. I mean, this was like huge in my life. That was, oh, for that sure. was like quite a while ago. You know, I never wanted to find another family to go have Christmas with or, you know, hang out on Sundays or stuff. I just wanted to see them and meet them. And if they were receptive to telling me what happened, fine. If not, fine. I'd be good with that. So um, I think my mom was a little afraid to meet me because she was afraid of me asking like, hey, what the heck happened here? You know, why'd you give me up? Because you do, you do have some negative feelings in there, you know, until you know the whole story of like, wow, somebody didn't want me. They just like. Right. It's like you kind of fill in, fill in the dots and it might not always be. You know, like you might make it worse than what it actually was. Exactly. And I, again, I don't want to hurt anybody. It's not my intention. So but it, that all worked out good. We had a little weekend here and, you know, I, it's weird to, to meet somebody because I think I look more like my biological mom than any of my sisters or brother do. So you're kind of like, whoa, this is a little weird. So that was all good. Years go by. We stay in touch casually. We're not tight. You know, it's like that saga, that part of the that chapter, that story has been fulfilled. You know, I didn't tell my parents. Both of my parents have passed away. It just was something I never brought up. It just wasn't important, which it was kind of sad. You know, I loved them dearly. I just right. let it go. 
so then, you know, like I, I <laughs> my next clue, you know, I, like I'm always trying to find some more stuff. I wasn't as obsessed with my second saga here as I was with my first, but it's interesting because the second part has like probably more interesting stuff. I decide now that we've got ancestry and I really was into the ancestry stuff because my mother had not my biological mother, but my adopted mother had done extensive research on her family and had pictures and all kinds of, you know, genealogy charts and stuff. And I thought, man, I need to get that out there online because people need to see this and share this. I mean, they've got this huge family that's like spread out all over the place. We need to get this information out there. So you know, and Ancestry just keeps getting better and better and better every year. I start doing that. Mm -hmm. So one night, Lori and I are going, hey, let's look for your father. Let's find out who your father is. Like, I don't have anything to do, right? And my my (laughs) biological mother had only told me once what my dad's name was. And other than that, she's had some health issues and later on couldn't really remember or doesn't want to. And I didn't bring it up because I figured maybe it was a bad deal. So when I first met her, I wrote it down when she told me that. And I went back through my planners, found this guy's name. And we start going out online and going out on Ancestry and finding relatives. And, you know, between like Googling and Ancestry, there pretty much isn't anything you can't find nowadays. People get all weirded about about the government and everybody knowing their information. I'm like, you know, I know what you ate for dinner because you put it on Facebook. Everybody knows everything about you. So there, I got nothing to hide. You know, I really, I don't care. <laughs> I just don't care. So we do the, start doing this family chart with this guy's name and coming, going backwards on a genealogy kind of thing to find out what people in, in that family would have been around Detroit, Port Huron and Michigan about that time that I was born. And you can, you can find all that stuff. So we figure out that there's this set of people in Canada that are sisters and brothers of my biological dad. And then there's a daughter of his out in California. And, you know, you can just Google their, their phone numbers and find out who they are. So I'm like, okay, I need to cold call one of these people and see if this is for real. Well, and I'd done, I'd done a, Lori and I did a DNA test too. And that's kind of where I started building the genealogy chart backwards with, you know, people that I might have some DNA with and kind of matching that all up. We do what all those TV shows are doing now. And I had a choice. I could cold call these older relatives in Canada or this girl out in California. The girl I'm pretty sure is this guy's daughter and my half sister. That's really, that was probably even more awkward than calling my biological mom. I got to call this person and somehow instead of going, hey, did you know you had a sister? And guess what? It's me. Right. You know, I mean, you can't do that. So I got up enough guts to call this. I figured I'd be better with the younger person than the older persons because older people can't deal with the adoption, unknown crap as well as younger people can. So I call this girl in California and I'm kind of chit-chatting. It was awful. It was an awful conversation. And I kind of hint around that, that I've done the ancestry DNA and that we have potential similar relatives without saying, hey, I'm your sister. You know, we kind of work up to it. And finally, I'm like, well, you know, there's a possibility that we could be pretty close like sisters or something. And she just kind of went off at that point. She goes, hey, some girl called me like six months ago and said she was my sister. And if I, you think I'm going to believe that, you know, you're calling me and I'm like, whoa, okay, this is pretty weird because 
there's another sister out there. And this girl's pissed off that I'm calling Nick and I'm after something. I kind of, you know, got out of that conversation pretty easily. And she goes, you need to call this girl in Canada because she says she's my sister. And I'm like, okay, cool. And as soon as I got off the phone, I knew that they were talking to each other. So I called this girl in Canada and she's like, hell yeah, you're my sister, you know? And, and like, we started talking about the names and dropping names. And, you know, the guy that's my biological father was her father and this other girl's father out in California. He got around quite a bit, basically. <laughs> then this, you know, this is just like a whole nother set of things. We eventually talked some more and worked out all the details and figured out that we were sisters. The sister in, in Canada did her DNA test and it matched up to mine. The sister in California didn't do hers, but we know that she is. But yeah, and, and they're just the most amazing people. I mean, they, it's like... You wish to find people that were related or to satisfy your curiosity or to look at. And you find these people that are like excited to find you too. Now, I mean, my mom was okay that I showed up, but they weren't like, okay, that's good. You know, nice to know you kind of thing. And that was okay. But now I've got another set of people that are like so happy that they want to like see me right away and so we start traveling to like go see each other and it just there was no awkwardness about it it's like it was meant to be so i still sometimes can't believe all this happened because if i had to list all the things i wanted to do with my life you know grow up and have a farm have a bunch of horses find my biological family and you're like boom you got it right and you obviously got to meet them yeah while they were here which it was just a miracle that they happened to be able to come to missouri at the time that we were having our big bonfire and it was like oh my god this is like perfect like i i just I, really i still even talking about it i almost can't believe that everything fell into place like that so you know and again i have sort of discussed it with my brother and sister-in-law from my adoptive family briefly but they're like eh, whatever i mean and that's okay now with facebook you know in the beginning i was a little leery about putting out there you know these are my sisters or this is my other mom and stuff like that i was trying to be respectful to people that maybe weren't real cool with it but it's just kind of all worked out over time yeah so what was your your sisters, what were their relationships like with your dad? Well, it's interesting. Um, they each had different relationships. Um, the sister that's in Canada, her mother and my biological dad were together for a while and planning on getting married and then apparently didn't. And my sister in Canada is actually was like born the same year. We're kind of the same age. We're just 12 months apart. So basically, I was the reason that her mom and dad didn't get married, which was not awkward for me to talk to her, but awkward for me to talk to her mom. Her mom is still alive, and I'm like, oh, geez, I don't want to be the person that brings up bad memories. Right. Her in California had no idea her whole life that she had a sister in Canada or a potentially another sister just even out there. Her dad never shared that information with her. Um, and I think there's a reason why he moved all the way from Canada, Michigan to California. I mean, you can't get much further away from there. Right. You know, she grew up not even knowing any of this other stuff. The sister in Canada knew of the sister in California, but her relatives wouldn't let her talk to her. So, you know, their, their relationship was a little messy. You know, I'm just kind of like a 
you just throw me into the mess from out in the crowd. I didn't have a lot of that baggage per se, you know, with relatives that believed or didn't believe or didn't want me talking to, you know, my family that didn't want to talk about it was like totally unrelated. And some of, I think some of my biological dad's sisters, cause he had like, I think four or five sisters and a brother, you know, some of them were like, oh yeah, he did that. And the other ones were like, no, he didn't. And you're like, oh geez. Yeah. Okay. I'm not getting into that mess because that's way beyond me. Again, I'm, I'm really the lucky one of the bunch because I never had to worry about knowing I had siblings that, you know, my mom and dad wouldn't let me talk to or that there was underlying talk that my mom or my dad had been running around type of stuff. Right. Yeah. And there, you know, it's a little awkward sometimes because each one of them has individual issues with their families that we don't talk about as a group because there were a lot of feelings that were hurt. You know, my sister in Canada, her mom was devastated that dad messed around and that produced me. And then my sister in California didn't know any of that stuff. So, you know, and she was pretty tight with her dad. So having that relationship with her father and then finding out maybe he wasn't quite as like great as she thought, or there were some, you know, kind of significant mistakes or infidelities and you know that would be kind of earth shattering to her so there's no reason to really talk to her about that stuff i mean we've kind of all come to grips and like well we're all here we move forward you know my sister in california didn't think she had any brothers or sisters now she's got two sisters and she's pretty happy and my sister in canada had you know some stepbrothers but didn't have any sisters now she's got two sisters i only had an older brother now i've got like a bunch of sisters on both sides so it's pretty cool it's, it's like way cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So is there any chance that there's more siblings out well, there, you know, do you think? <laughs> I, I think, and, and I've said this a couple times just really quietly, I would be willing to bet there are. But here's the thing, and so I've kept up my ancestry membership for a lot of reasons. I now have three families, basically, on my on my ancestry thing. And yeah. someone else comes along that that has some significant DNA or does a DNA test, I'll get a notice. It'll show up on mine. My sisters aren't on ancestry. They haven't done their family trees or anything. You know, the one time I met my biological mom, we sat down and she's showing me all these pictures of all these relatives of all these people that's like, there's no way I would remember this. They really are kind of insignificant to me. I mean, I appreciate your showing, but I I don't know these people. And I thought to myself, you need to be telling your other girls and writing this stuff down. And so I I bought my one sister ancestry thing so she could start doing that because I knew that, you know, they had some pretty good history. And the, the most interesting thing of all of them, though, is that on my biological mom's side, her first daughter, she has she has a boy and two girls, and the boy is the oldest, then there's the, the two girls. Her first, her oldest girl, she named her Linda. So I actually... Really? Yes. So I actually have a sister named Linda, which is really bizarre. I find it interesting because my parents named me, I have no Lindas or no relatives with Linda. I don't know where they came up with the name. I guess it was just a popular name of that time period. Now, my middle name is after my cousin. So then huh. my, my biological mom has a child, names her Linda. There's nobody in their family named Linda or any like long lost relatives that you know have that name. So it's weird. It's like it's like this karma thing. It's kind of odd. It's just all of a sudden it's like, oh, 
Yeah. Let's name our daughter Linda. It's like, wow, that's pretty weird. Yeah. So yeah, we kind of poke fun at each other a lot when we talk. You know, it's like my sister Linda. Everybody's like, what? And you're like, oh, it's a long story. Never mind. Yeah, I have a stepsister named Jamie. So that gets, people think I have like the least creative (laughs) parents as far as naming goes. It's like, so I get it. That's, yeah, that's a a strange little connection there. It is. Just a coincidence or whatever, but. Yeah, I, you know, and I have, it's like I said, it's awkward sometimes to talk to everybody because, you know, I, I haven't really. I haven't talked to my biological mom much. Her health is not good and she's got a lot of other issues and I'm kind of an outsider. I mean, we had our little relationship or our get together or, you know, we've established that we know each other and that's good. We don't need to talk to each other all the time, you know, or, or buy presents for each other or do any kind of like family stuff. So the fact that she's having some issues, I, I don't really bring it up. I don't think just my gut feeling. I don't know that her relationship with my biological father was much of a relationship. I'm not the product of like a long-term loving type of situation. It just can happen. And it may not be something that she wants to think about that much. So I have right. told her that I have more sisters or that I found other people. You know, why Why go there? Right. And, you know, it's funny. I, there's a show on TV now. It's called Long Lost Family. And these two people that were adopted, they go out and help people find whoever they're looking for, you know, that are adopted, like their siblings or their mom and dad. You know, and some of the stories are pretty heavy duty, you know, like, these kids get dropped off somewhere and, and they never see their mom again. And, you know, there's good stories and kind of bad stories. Most of them come out okay. I'm sure they run across plenty that don't. But every time I see that show, I just cry every time at the end. And it's not crying because I'm upset. It's just when you hear these people's stories, you have no idea how intense of a feeling you have inside of you to find some connection with somebody. You can have the happiest family in the world. And I did. I have like an Ozzy and Harriet kind of like family, you know, perfect parents, perfect life, just average all-American, you know, not rich, not poor, you know, fighting with my parents when I was a teenager, getting in trouble, that type of stuff. And all-American average. I couldn't have been more blessed. But you still have this like just crazy yearning to find something else out there, you know, knowing that there's something out there. Right. These stories that come on the TV, these people are so intense and I I can understand the feeling. So I'm just like, it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe, you know, this story. It's like so happy. And I really I cry every time. It's horrible. It's just like, but it's like happy. (laughs) You know, it's weird. Yeah. And I I've like heard other people say that that are adopted that have had like couldn't have asked for a better family to be a part of but that there's always just like a little bit of like a disconnect right that isn't anything anybody did wrong but it's just like just I don't know like there's not that biological connection that you just feel like there's that little piece that's missing or like that curiosity that you want right. to just know a little bit more I feel like I belong on the earth you know, I feel like my life is like a full <laughs> circle and I'm complete because I know of these people and I've seen them or at least heard about them. It all, the puzzle pieces are all complete now. I don't have to see them. I don't have to do anything else with them, but I have this giant puzzle and all the pieces are there now. 
And it's like, oh my God, that, you know, it's like a, an amazing feeling. It's like I said, it's like having a baby or getting married or it's, it's life altering to someone who has been looking that long. It really is. Yeah. So you would, I know you've had a really positive experience. Would you recommend somebody that is kind of looking for, for answers as far as biological family to reach out? Absolutely. Absolutely. Or do you think that there should be I, some reservation? It, well, I think that it, it's hard because I can understand, like I said, in the beginning, there were times that I'm like feeling sorry for myself. You know, I have this perfect family, but yet there's something missing because like somebody dropped me off somewhere and like didn't want me. And how do you go through life not knowing that somebody wanted you? I mean, I think that was like, that'd be like the worst thing ever. You know, I can't imagine being in an orphanage and reaching about the age of 11 or 12, when you start to get a little more realistic about what's going on in the world, and you go, hey, wait a minute, what am I doing here? Somebody didn't want me. They like dropped right. me off here. What's the deal? So, you know, I can I can see where people would have some maybe unhealthy or some anger issues with some of that. But once you hear the story, it kind of puts people at rest. And I think watching this TV show has helped me realize that too. And like I said, I'm sure there's stories that they don't show you where they run into people. It's like, look, I don't want to have anything to do with my family. I don't want to have anything to do with my adopted kids, blah, blah, blah. But most of these people, they start their story and they're like, why didn't my mom drop me off in a basket at the gas station when I was, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then they get to the end of the story and they, they speak to the woman that did it. And there's a reason why, you know, there'll be a reason why. And you're like, oh, okay. It's like the best thing for them. And most of the people that they have, or at least that they, they televise and they show are like, you know, that's okay. Then I, I don't have those feelings of anger anymore. I don't have it out for these people because there was a reason why they did this. It wasn't just that they tossed them out because they literally didn't want them. They thought it through. There was a reason for it. And now that I know the reason, I feel better about where I'm at. So, Right. And there might even be some gratitude that they ended up having, you know, a much better life. Absolutely. Because of that decision. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, when I first met my biological mom, she told me, I think the one thing that sticks in my mind when we were having kind of some deeper conversations was that when... She gave birth to me that she didn't get to hold me. When you had your baby, they came in and got you and they took you out of there and you were out to wherever they were sending you to. And she regretted that. She regretted that even though she was giving me up that she didn't get to hold me. You know, I think stuff like that has long-term effects on kids as far as, you know, being a little more aloof in life or what you're, what, you know, things that you search for. That's like, I'm sure the psychologists would have a, like a field day with that. <laughs> You know, uh, that we'll do another episode on that. <laughs> yeah, really. I'd be like, this is Dr. So and so. I know. <laughs> Surprise. Well, and, and you know, I think some of the stuff that would fuel my curiosity because, you know, I, I was a pretty nosy kid. So my mom and dad, especially my mom, she saved all the paperwork that she ever did in her life and it's rubbed off on me. I'm a, I'm a little obsessive like she is. I would go look at some of their files and I found letters from some woman who referred to as a house mother. She didn't sign a name, but she just, she was obviously the woman that was taking care of me until I got adopted. And she had let, written letters to like the new adoptive mom and they were all 
things about me that when I was a baby, how I like to sleep on my stomach or how I like to do this or how I wasn't fussy or I was fussy. And, you know, you look, I'd look at these letters and I'd go, there is a huh. person out there that I spent, you know, cause I was, I was born in January and I was adopted like April, May. So, you know, since they took me away from my mom, there's like X amount of months in there. You're like, Hmm, where was I? And what was I doing? And right. so there's this person out there who I'm sure is long gone by now, but who took care of me or interacted with me as a baby that I don't even know that about that. You know, it's like what, you know, though you don't remember those things, you're too young, but that kind of right. just kind of fuel it. And it's like, oh, I need to know more. You know, I need to find more. I need to see more. I don't know. I always thought that maybe, you know, because my brother had this like great long list of all the stuff that like where he was from and what his parents looked like when he was adopted. I always wondered if maybe if I had that much information on me, whether I would have been as obsessive or taken it as far as I did later on. Would I have been okay with that and gone, oh, okay, that's like cool. Or maybe not. Because you want to know that stuff. It worked out pretty well. It worked out very well. Very well. You know, again, I mean, there's a lot of stories I'm sure that don't work out well. And, and you know, things are different nowadays. I mean, adoptions, even though state records are sealed, people are a lot more open about it. They'll put their kid up for adoption before they even go in the hospital and they'll pick out the parents and, you know, and then some kids will go back. And, you mm-hmm. know, I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing or a bad thing, but I think it's probably better for the kids just to like have a little openness, you know, have a little transparency to like where they came from or what happened. Yeah. My expert opinion. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty fascinating. <laughs> well, you are an expert on it still fascinates me and I love to share the story. I appreciate you letting me, you know, tell the story. And Oh yeah, for sure. You know, last year I got to go to California. I went to California and we all got together and then they came to Missouri and we all got together. It was pretty cool last year to just go to the bonfire that we go to every year and it was like this is my sister from california yeah, and this really. is my sister from canada it was like what yeah i know, like, like, well, I know. back yeah. up but you would have thought that you guys had just known each other for years you know it, yeah they're they're we're pretty close for as short a time as we've been together i mean i guess maybe that story with my dad being kind of all over the place made it a little more significant in what we were looking for or a little tighter. You know, my other family was on my mom's side was maybe a little more normal. If that's a word I could use for that. I don't know, but we did, we bonded pretty quick. It really, really is interesting. Well, it was cool to see just to be able to get like a little personal view of, of those connections and that yeah, story. So it is. And it's weird because I'm in the middle. They're a little bit of both of me. You know, like my one sister's kind of like not farmy, you know, real city, a little more, I would say, prissy than the rest of us. And I meant that in a good way. And the yeah. other one's kind of, she has a farm with a lot of animals and we talk about the animals and stuff all the time. You know, I kind of like go both ways. You know, I like to get dressed up and go to the city, but I like to be out on the farm in the mud and so it works out perfectly. It's like the best of everything. Right. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's really awesome. All right. Well, was there anything else that you wanted to add or say before? You know, I, I just, I mean, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Like I said, it's the puzzles complete. I, I'm satisfied with my life. You know, I've found everything I wanted to find. I'm in a place where I've always wanted to be. Um, it's kind of scary sometimes that. I've been so lucky. 
I'm glad you got the answers that you to those questions that you had for so long and that for the most part, you know, you've had these really welcoming relationships and it's interesting. It's pretty cool. I, I follow a lot of people that are doing genetic work on ancestry and some like, like people that have been adopted and things like that. You know, and some people get real upset about giving up their DNA. You know, they're afraid that like, we're all going to get microchips someday and all that kind of weird stuff. And they're also worried about people knowing their personal information. And I think to myself, had I not put myself out there, I would have lived my entire life not knowing any of these people. I would have, if I didn't, if I hadn't looked or if I hadn't have put myself or my information out there and I would have missed so much. So I absolutely encourage people to go for it, you know, good, bad or otherwise, because if you, you know, you get to the point later on in life and you've had, you've missed out on having two or three families or having like amazing relatives, I, I just think that's, that would be regretful. I think that would be bad. Not with all the stuff that's available, why would you not want to try to grab onto some of that? Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. I really appreciate it. And just as your friend, I, <laughs> I enjoy getting the whole story. Like I got like a real condensed version that night in the other room. It was like, okay, so those are my sisters and here's the quick lowdown on what's going on. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, what, what, I mean, what? you finally make it out here. He goes, oh, by the way, look, I have sisters. <laughs> like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate it. And, um, cool. Well, thank you very much for asking me. I, I, yeah, like, for sure. I, I yeah. appreciate the chance to, to tell people my story because it's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. And hopefully it'll maybe inspire some other people that have the same questions you did to actually reach out and do it. Absolutely. All right. Well, you guys stay safe and I love you bunches. Hey, and thank all right. You love you too. All right. Thank you very much. Oh yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it very much. All right. Take care. Alrighty. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Huge thank you to April and Linda for sharing your stories. I think it's just amazing that you've you've made these connections with your families and have these just beautiful relationships that continue to get stronger each day. So I'm just so happy for both of you and appreciate you taking the time to share those stories with me. Um, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Your support is so appreciated. Um, if you can please go to iTunes and uh, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast that would be amazing that's what helps get new listeners to the show and new listeners is the only way that we're going to be able to continue to do the podcast so um, share when you can it's so appreciated also check us out on facebook uh, like the page it's know what i heard podcast and if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, send them through there. Feel free to email me at uh, knowwhatiheard at gmail.com. And I guess until next time, hey, know what I heard? <laughs>